Love this podcast? Support this show through the ACAST supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Hey, this is John Lee Dumas of EO Fire and welcome to Master Leadership. Great leaders ask great questions and this podcast takes you on a journey to master leadership with questions that matter to leaders who matter with your host, Lily Sinabria. Hi, this is Lily, and welcome to Master Leadership, where we connect with leaders worldwide to gain insights on important topics to help us on our journey towards greater significance. If you would like to participate as a guest, or if you have a question that you would like to ask a guest, go to masterleadership.org for more information. Matt Pierce is a storyteller, video creator, and for the past decade, he has been the learning and video ambassador for TechSmith, a company with over 65 million users worldwide. Matt is one of the go-to keynote speakers for video and content marketing conferences. He believes that any organization, big or small, can use video and storytelling to their advantage and through that, stand out in the marketplace. Our interview will begin right after messages from our sponsors. If you want to make money and change lives by selling your knowledge online, do not launch an online course. Only 6% of those are ever completed. Create instead your own branded app and launch the ultimate learning experience that sells. Passion.io is a drag and drop platform where you create interactive content to sell using your own branded app. Forget any tech hassles. You deserve a platform that makes it easy. You can move your existing clients, you can reach new clients, or you can even swap your online course for something that actually works. Delight clients with downloadable and even live content. You can trigger instant action using push notifications, generate more revenue with single touch payment, and you can stream across all devices. Best yet, try it for free for 14 days. Go to masterleadership.org forward slash passion and get started today. Welcome, Matthew Pierce. How are you? I'm doing so well. Thank you so much for having me here today. We're excited to have you. Are you ready to pour into our listeners? I am. Fantastic. Tell us a bit about your path to leadership and what you're doing now. It's a great question. So my background is in instructional design. So learning how to create training programs. And actually, when I was going through my master's program, focused more on the corporate side than I did on the EDU side. And that ended with me landing a job at TechSmith, who are the makers of Snagit and Camtasia. And within the first couple of months, I was doing an instructional design job, creating tutorial videos, and I found an opportunity to become a manager of a training team. And I jumped at that because I thought, oh, this is everything I ever wanted. And I became a manager of a training team, got to build the team up, and it was really great. And then I found that I had this knack of acquiring other roles. I became not only over the training team, but our documentation team. And then I took on our support teams. I had three teams I was running and that got to be a lot. And I said, ah, you know, is this really what I want to do? And I had an opportunity to then move over to a marketing team, which was completely different. And I thought, what a great opportunity to learn. And I took on a video team in our marketing department. And then the same thing kind of happened where I 
was running the video team, then I was running video and social media, and then I was running video, social media, and PR. And eventually, as I was going through these processes, I realized that while I love working directly as a manager for people, it wasn't really kind of feeling the itch to create. I wasn't getting to do the things that I really loved of creating content, doing things. And so I've moved into another role where now I'm leading in a very different way. I'm not a manager of people, but I'm creating content that I think helps people. So we launched in 2018, the TechSmith Academy, which is an online platform for teaching people how to create video and images and job aids and all these kind of tools that they need in their everyday life to be better at their jobs and to communicate better with coworkers or their customers or whatever it might be. And so now I'm leading those efforts and why I don't have any direct reports, I get to really set the strategy and the pace of the things that we're creating, thinking about the needs of our customers, thinking about what it is we can do. And I find that that's been very satisfying because I get to create content. I get to work with people and I get to still, you know, do these things that make me fulfilled and help me to still really help people in a very different way of, and maybe not a direct leadership, but like helping them on their own path to get better, to get more capable at creating their messages. Yeah. And I love your title, Learning and Video Ambassador. You're perfect for it because as I was listening to your story, one of the things that you do really well is that you connect with people. You were talking about how you had all these teams, which tells me that you're a connector and you connect well. And I can tell that even as we first came on to speak and you got a great smile. So, so well, thank you. <laughs> um, I love also that you're a learner. You're open to learning and you're so curious about things around you and you continue to take on things. Even if you don't know exactly what you're doing, you move in that direction. And I love that. So thank you so much for sharing that. Now, tell us about your company and tell us where we can connect with you. I'm available in most places. If you want to find me on Twitter, my handle is at Pierce MR. So P-I-E-R-C-E-M-R. I'm on LinkedIn. You can find Matthew R. Pierce. And there I will be, TechSmith Learning Video Ambassador. You can email me m.pierce at techsmith.com. That's T-E-C-H-S-M-I-T-H. So yeah, you can connect with me. Just any way you want to reach out to me, I'm happy to connect with people. Well, I love it because your service is also very needed, especially now. I can't tell you, and you know how many times I've been on a training and it's like death by PowerPoint still, we haven't learned. If I can add something here, I think it's interesting, right? So TechSmith is a software company, right? We make products that allow you to create video, allow you to create images. And those are just pieces of the puzzle that I think along the path, right? So we have to think about our experiences. You know, this is great because I love what you're saying. And we connected, we got your questions. This is an experience, like having these type of things. And it's different than if we were just to say, hey, we're going to meet. Oh, we're going to go through our status or we're going to do this for whatever for 30 minutes. It's a very different experience. You've planned, you've got a path, you know what outcome you want. You've asked me, it was very interesting. You asked me at the beginning, if I can share with your listeners, you said, are you ready to pour out or pour yourself into our listeners? And all of a sudden you set the stage, right? And this can happen in a live event, but you could be thinking like, well, what part of these things need to be a recording and you're, that's what your audiences are going to get. It could be recording a video. We could be recording audio, but we're planning those things to have this intuitive kind of natural feeling, but it's not natural because you've had to plan it. If we, if we just joined together and said, Hey, let's talk about something. 
that'd be a very different experience, you know, like we wouldn't necessarily get out of it what we needed and we wouldn't feel energized by that. We'd probably be like, well, that was kind of weird or that didn't work. Right. Of course not. We didn't put the effort in to make it really great. Along with that, it's also about creating a safe environment, right? A safe to express, safe to be yourself, safe to just give your heart. Okay. So are there any quotes, advice, or practice that helps you during crisis? It's a great question. I want to put in two parts. One is I have a faith that I go back to over and over again, right? Just having that personal belief. And I don't think it matters what people believe ultimately that they have something that they can draw on a strength, a power, a thought. I think that's something that I can always draw on that in any time of crisis, fortunately, the only few that I've had to really feel like were serious crises in my life that's been there for me. I think the other thing is finding ways to practice the things that you believe So from a leadership standpoint, so let's take faith out of that because I know that's not for everybody. You might have a belief that you hold on too strongly. Go back to that, test it, try it, practice it. You know, so I talk a lot about helping people make videos. And one of the things that people always say in their videos is things like, oh, I don't like my voice or I don't like being on camera. Perfectly reasonable responses. But what I ask them to do then is say like, well, what would happen if you recorded yourself for 30 days? How would that change your perspective? Because a lot of times I think what happens is we get to a state where we're like, oh, I don't want to do that. I feel uncomfortable doing that. But it's because we haven't done it or we haven't had done it enough. There's all sorts of excuses. Well, my voice isn't good enough. There's a psychological principle called a voice confrontation. That's a real thing that says why you don't like your voice. And there's lots of reasons we could get into, which I'll spare all you the details. Why you don't hear yourself the same way in recording versus the way you hear yourself when you talk. But the thing is, if you do that and you listen to yourself enough, eventually, it might take a little longer for some than others, eventually you're going to be okay with that. Going back to the practice, I'm going to practice doing this thing. I'm going to practice my faith. I'm going to practice exercising resilience. I'm going to practice, if crisis is coming at me, well, that practice is then going to kick in, right? Like, There's this idea of a playbook. We just had a major sporting event that happened. You know, what do they do? They ran their plays. Well, how do they get good at those plays? They practiced them to the point where it was no longer, they had to think about it. It was automatic. I think it's the same for anything that we're doing. Draw on that well of whatever it is your best practices are, get them so they're going to be automatic. So when crises hit, you're not saying, what do I do? You're saying, okay, this is like any other day this happened. Okay. I'm going to resort to the things that I know. And if those start to not work, start practicing the other things so that you can move forward. I hope that makes sense. It makes perfect sense because I started my podcast, not knowing how to do a podcast and not liking my voice. So that was in 2016. And then I recently decided because I didn't like to be on video. I recently decided to just practice doing that. And I posted it on LinkedIn. So I've been doing that three times a week. And so it's so different. You're absolutely right. You do get better. Um, You know, if I listen to my first podcast, I've grown and that's encouraging. So we need to take that imperfect, courageous action to get ourselves where we want to go. So you're speaking wisdom, my friend. Thank you. I appreciate that. And to your point about perfection, if you're set on perfection with any of this, good luck. (laughs) I mean, you're like, I have been doing videos since 2006 for TechSmith, right? I started making tutorial videos. I've been on live stream in 2010. I'm doing live streams now every week for the company again. 
I'm still not perfect. I still don't make Hollywood quality videos, right? And that's not my goal. And I love what you said though, like take those courageous steps because the thing is you don't have to be perfect, but what you do have to have is a message. You do have to have thought behind what you're doing. And if you have those things, people will be very forgiving. Like they'll be going to be forgiving if like, oh, your voice isn't perfect. The recording wasn't perfect. I looked off camera for a second or whatever it might be. I think people, especially given the, the world health pandemic, people have become much more generous about like dogs barking, kids in the background, you know, and it's okay. Like I didn't think about it again. Cause it's like, that's just life now. And I hope that sticks. Like, I hope that's one of the things that comes out of this is that we're just all a little bit more forgiving and understanding, but I love that it's real. I love that it's personable. I love that it says that you are a person and you have this whole sphere of life around you. That's more than just me at a desk and a microphone. Great. Now, you know, for our listeners, what are some resources or services that you have to help them up level how they do Zoom or how they connect with their organization? So the first biggest thing I can give you is the TechSmith Academy. So academy.techsmith.com. It's free. It does require a login. So, you know, you got to put in an email. So if that's too much, I apologize, but there's free video tutorials out there about things like writing scripts, creating storyboards, creating screen recordings. It's not about product. It's about the concepts. TechSmith does sell products about video and images, like I said before, but this is not product specific tutorials. If you want to learn how to get better on camera, we've got stuff out there. We've got these awesome interviews with these folks who are in the marketing world or on YouTube. Some of them have over a million subscribers. So they're very successful. They've done this for a long time and they just poured out their wisdom and advice to us. We also have people talking about training on there. So that's the first resource that I'd point out because I think it's just, there's so much there. It's hours and upon hours of content broken down into small snippets. The other thing is I'd recommend TechSmith blog, techsmith.com slash blog. We have a lot of supporting content that goes along with TechSmith Academy, but then a whole wider variety of content that gets covered about getting better on camera. Some of it's about writing documentation. So those are the two biggest resources I can provide that I know just from a pure value. Like if we could package that up, uh, we could probably sell it for a lot of money, but we don't, we give it away because we want people to be successful. We want people to start. We want people to continue where they're at with what they're doing with using video and images. And we want people to get better at it. Like I think I've heard since 2016, since probably when you started your podcast, it's the year of the video, 2017. It's the year of the video. It's every year since has been the year of video while 2020 probably comes the closest to it. I think we're just in the state of the world now where if you're not getting familiar with getting better at these things, you're missing opportunities to help your audience. I love video because I love that we can see each other. We can connect with each other, can right. see eye to eye. You know, you can see someone smile. You can see the twinkle in their eye. You can see the life in them. And we need to figure that out. We need to figure out how to get over our fears, but also make it a better experience because there is bad video, right? There's things you could do that make this terrible. There's bad audio, which is actually one of the number one reasons people stop listening or watching videos is because if the audio is not good. Why would you continue? It's too draining. So I, that's how we help people. I love that you talked about me being a connector. I try really hard. I don't know that I'm special or good at it necessarily. No, you're good I, at I, it. You're good well, at thanks. it. Thanks. But I feel passionate about it because this is how I help people. You know, and I look at my mission of life. 
you know, I probably got a couple pillars there of things that I want to be able to accomplish. And this is a huge one. I want to be able to make everyone uh, give them the confidence to level up their skills so that they can be successful, whether they're talking about leadership like you are, or they're, you know, selling a product or they're helping connect with their kids on a, a meaningful way, whatever it might be, we want people to get better. And you know what, Matthew, you are certainly perfect for this role because it's just authentic for you. I can tell that you're passionate about it. They picked the right persons. Thank you. All right. So as a lifelong learner, what are you learning right now? It's a great question. I am spending a lot of time actually learning about data. Math was never my strong suit. Data is not necessarily math, but I'm trying to learn more how to understand data so I can make better decisions based on data versus gut. You know, I think it's one thing that a lot of leaders do intuitively is they're like, oh, well, I can make a decision because my gut tells me this. I have a strong tendency to do that over taking the time to dive in. So I've been spending a lot of time on that. The other thing I've been learning is how to be better organized in my life. So I've got some responsibilities outside of my day-to-day job, a big portion of what I do, part of my faith community. And I'm just trying to understand like, how do I get more productive? How do I spend time on the right things? I'm sure there's a lot of other people who could give me advice and have done this well, but it's one of the things like I tend to be a little bit all over the place, (laughs) just my thinking and my time and just trying to learn how to balance all those things. And not necessarily so I have balance, but to make sure I'm spending time in the right places, because I don't want to be the person who spends my entire life just doing work all day long and all evening long. You know, I've got a family, I've got my faith community, I've got my job, I've got my other interests. I want to make sure I'm giving them appropriate time and doing it in a way that's effective and efficient. Well, you know what? We have a lot of people we've interviewed that do that so well. So keep tuning in, keep listening, because it's important to do that well in leadership. Our time is valuable. And also how we practice self-care. That's another one, Matthew. So absolutely. Now, Matthew, when you think of leadership today, what most concerns you and what are you most hopeful about? Oh, what a great question. I think from what concerns me, I don't necessarily spend a lot of time looking at other leaders, trying to analyze what they're doing, what they're not doing. But I look at the leaders that surround me and what concerns me is the ability to easily get out of touch. A lot of times it's not intentional, but I think sometimes you get so focused on what you're trying to do, the area that you're in, that you can lose sight of maybe those important pieces. I'm even thinking like an employee relationship, right? I know my leaders are deeply concerned about me as an employee. Like they care about what's happening to me. They care about what I'm doing, how I'm growing. But I think when you take a step beyond that kind of ring, it's easy to lose touch with the next kind of level of people. Like, well, what's our customer worried about? What really is their concerns? Because we get kind of hyper-focused. So I think that's one thing that concerns me. The thing that gives me hope and optimism is that I think we've never before been enabled and empowered to really be good leaders. I think with the tool sets, with the knowledge that's out there, great podcasts like this one, we have so much information available to us. It's if we will just take the bites and take the time to upskill, to learn, we're going to be fine. You know, I feel very fortunate. We've got great leadership at the helm of the organization I work for. I've learned a lot from them and I see a very positive and optimistic future, but I can tell they've taken the time to really understand not only what it means to be a good leader, 
and to practice those things, but to take time to listen to their people that they're leading to give guidance and direction, which I can't emphasize has been so important in my career and just my understanding of what it means to be a leader. So, you know, I wrote down some things based on what you said. It's important for you that leadership enables, empowers, and equips. And those are key pillars. Thank you so much. Now, you have an option here. You can either take a question from a former guest, door number one, or door number two. You can share a challenge, a struggle, or a failure that you learned from. Oh, gosh. What do I do? What's the audience screaming at me is door number one, door number two. I mean, I'd love to do either. So if you have a preference, I'll roll with it. But I'm curious what a previous guest would ask. All right. The crowd screams, door number two. (laughs) So Maddie Brown wants to know, what are the three things that you do to empower and inspire the people that you work with? Great question. I think there's a couple ways I empower and inspire the people I work with. First, giving them absolute trust that I trust their decisions. I trust what they're doing. It doesn't mean I won't check and won't ask questions, but really you got to give them the authority to do their thing, right? Like if they're an expert, let them be an expert. And again, I think there's checks and balances with everything. So you got to ask questions. You got to follow up. But I really believe that if I ask them to do something, I'm not going to come in and take that away from them. I'm going to trust them to do their absolute best work. I think trust is the first key piece of that. Probably the second thing is I inspire and help them. Knowing that as a leader, one of my big roles is to help them to remove the obstacles that are blocking them from achieving whatever it is that they need to do. And that I'm willing to take those arrows so that they can focus. If I can't let them focus, if I can't help them to accomplish the things that they need to do, you know, then I'm not really leading them. If you think about medieval times battle, right? The leader's out front, but the leader also means they are the susceptible one to the most damage early on. So I think that's really an important kind of metaphor is be out front, take the brunt of the kind of the hits, celebrate their success as well. Like if they've done something, they get the credit. You're there to move them forward. You're not there to take the glory. The glory is theirs and you want to elevate them and help them. The last thing I'll say here, I hope this is helpful. I think a lot of times we just need to be in there and we need to be the one reminding them of the great things that they are doing. A leader obviously at times needs to correct. You need to help. But I think those can be inspiring as well. If someone's making a major wrong turn, you counsel with them, not telling them, not correcting them like, oh, you did this wrong. It's counseling with them to help them see why that doesn't work, how they can get better, and then encouraging them to take the next steps to renew their practice, going back to what we said earlier, to refine the practices that they're doing. I think about some of the people that I worked with that you know maybe found themselves in a hard time at work. Things weren't going well for them. And this was very much from a kind of also as their manager listen to them at times to hear why that was happening. You know, why weren't they getting to work? Why weren't they successful in this project? What was causing them failure? And then trying to just listen and understand those things. So then I could provide them with the counsel that they needed and to counsel together really so that it wasn't one way. It wasn't me just telling them, but we could come up with solutions together. And in that process, be encouraging of them. You know, I'll say this as a parent, 
I see this a lot with my kids, right? Like they'll have a rough go of something and I'm not perfect. I do yell at them sometimes, but the best times are when we talk together about like, why is this thing happening? What is it that we can do? How can I help them to be more successful? Not just be like, you got to do this. You know, you didn't do your chores again, blah, 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 blah. Again, I'm guilty of doing that. But most successful times are when we're asking them like, hey, well, why didn't you get it done? What can we do better next time? Can I set an alarm? Can I set a reminder? Can I ask you like, I've got a child who's in first year of college, virtual, she's struggling a little bit to get some assignments done. So I said, hey, what if I just follow up with you? You know, I'm going to ask you, is that okay? She doesn't like it because she's like, oh, he's asking me to do my work, but she got it done. You know, she's moving forward. So sometimes just helping whoever it is that we're leading to understand what they need to get things moving forward to be more successful. I love these. And especially the first one, because I believe that that's the foundation of leadership. It's trust. And that's not always easy to do. And we need to really work on that, right? If we're in leadership positions, because if we are the type of people that keep others away and have these boundaries, we really can harm people. And I I can't stress that enough. So I love that you said trust. You you talked about removing obstacles, taking responsibility as a leader, right? That's the second thing. And then the last thing you talked about, I kind of summarized it into coaching. You coach, you ask questions, you encourage, you refine, you listen. So all of that is coaching. And these are beautiful, wonderful, powerful things to do to empower and inspire your people. So thank you so much, Matthew, for sharing that with us. Now, as a listener of this podcast, what is a question that you would like a future leadership guest to respond to? Good question. I think what I'm really interested in, what are the daily practices a leader should employ to be more successful in leading their people? I love that question. All right. So Matthew, is there anything else you'd like to share with our listeners? We've talked a lot about leadership and I'm very grateful for that. It's been a good reminder for me to to review my practices. The one thing I just want to remind people, if you're interested or you need a product to help you create screen recording, video or images, check out the TechSmith tools. They're really fantastic. And I I say that obviously... You know, I work for the company, but I have found that I've been able to do so much with those. As a leader, one of my favorite things is to do share out and report videos like, oh, here's the things that are being successful. And I make quick videos about those things. So rather than having to have another meeting where we get together and talk, I'll make really quick videos or I'll give feedback via video. And this is such an easy thing to do. Like if someone's like turning in a project and like, hey, we need a review on this. I would love every time to be able to spend an hour going through with them like, oh, let's talk about these things. Not realistic for either of us, but this way I can create a quick video and walk through my feedback points, giving them praise, giving them correction, helping them to understand maybe context of things. And it really doesn't take much time. I might be able to do it in five, 10 minutes. They can watch the video in five to 10 minutes or time and a half speed. So even faster and get lots of great details and still have that meaningful interaction. But again, we didn't have to schedule a meeting. We didn't have to have a team group come together for me to report something out. So I think just know that there's free trials of the products. You can go to techsmith.com. That's T-E-C-H-S-M-I-T-H. And, you know, give it a go. And we have found that people that employ images and video in their communications, even their emails can actually save a lot of time. And we've got a research study that's available on our website. You can get that download even to the point where a company of like 500 people could save productivity of about like seven to 15 people a year, which is 
a lot of extra work. So anyways, <laughs> just would love to have people check it out and see if it works for them. If not, no worries. It is so needed and not everything has to be a meeting. I, I get it. <laughs> so Matthew, I thank you so much for adding value to me and to our listeners. It's been great content, great conversation. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. Have a fantastic day. In closing, here's a quick message. Coaching is the art of influence that underpins leadership in the 21st century. It is the very thing that can get you from being stuck to being extraordinary. So go to masterleadership.org and sign up to get a free coaching session. Until next time, continue to ignite that leader in you.